They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Hello and welcome to it. We have a fully loaded show today. Lots of uh, big news, lots of good news. I hope you had a, uh, a good uh, night. I, I, I did not sleep with the darn last night, and I, and I got up this morning, and, and it was kind of funny. Uh, I, I, you know how your computer behaves when you got to you know, clean out the old files and everything, reboot the sucker because it's acting kind of weird? That's what my brain was this morning because I was in the studio until about midnight last night doing prep and stuff and, you know, and all that. And, uh, and I got up this morning, and I, I literally I went to McDonald's. I got my iced coffee. I got two of them. I get these two big old iced coffees every day. I know. Me on caffeine. Can you even imagine? Uh, so I go up to I get my iced coffees. I drink my first iced coffee. That's about twenty ounces of coffee. Just nothing. Just n- n- nothing. I'm like I'm like an electric car in Gavin Newsom's California. There's no juice. It's just not, not happening. So uh, you know, I decide. Okay, I'm, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just going back to bed for a little while. I'm just gonna go and take a little nappy. New took about a half hour nap. Woke up, sunshine, ready to rock and roll. Got my other McDonald's coffee out of the fridge. And here we are, just rebooted, man. Just had to reboot the sucker. And uh, my CPU uh, usage was a little high. I do have a lot of RAM, but sometimes it gets a little overheated, and, uh, and this morning I needed to do that. So uh, I hope that the last 24 hours have done something for you. It's put together uh, something for you that, that maybe will bring us together as a nation because there's been a great deal of suffering, but I don't think that most realized the humanitarian crisis that the United States uh, faces now that... There have been 50 illegal immigrants who sneaked across the border taken to Martha's Vineyard. I know. Now, and then if you haven't heard that this morning, I just want you to settle this whole slow down, slow down before you start doing the GoFundMe fundraisers and, you know, 5Ks on the weekend and all that sort of stuff. I think the people at Martha's Vineyard are going to be okay. Uh, all I know is that uh, I want to be the first to say to the left out there who uh, uh, always rejects thoughts and prayers when there's a uh, shooting is, you know, they don't believe in God in the first place and they don't have a brain to think. So thoughts and prayers generally are offensive to them. But, uh, but my thoughts and prayers are with those in, uh, in Martha's Vineyard this morning. As, uh, and, and, and honestly, what the hell was El Paso complaining about? El Paso is a town of 100,000 people. They got 250,000 illegals in El Paso, $20 million worth of medical bills the city can't uh, handle. And here we are in Martha's Vineyard where the average home, if I'm not mistaken, about eight hundred grand, yeah, about $800,000. Uh, and, and generally, uh, about half of those homes are just vacation homes like Barack and Michelle Obama's $14 million house. Man, I've never even been a $14 million house before. I guess the, the only house maybe worth that would be... Uh, Biltmore Mansion and maybe the White House. Those are the two, but, you know, they're just visiting and you got to pay to get in. It's kind of weird. But uh, so I've never been in a $14 million house before. Joe Biden partied in a $20 million house for free on his vacation. What the hell? I mean, wow. So I'm thinking about these uh, these Martha's Vineyard types there. And, uh, and I got to thinking about their suffering this morning. 
And, uh, and again, uh, thoughts and prayers just go out to all of the people of Martha's Vineyard uh, this morning as they go to get their scones and their uh, $8 uh, non-fat uh, soy latte this morning that, uh, you know, we're thinking about you today. Just We're thinking about <clears throat> the suffering that you're going through in, uh, in Martha's Vineyard, where literally all of the people who came to, uh, to Martha's Vineyard were sent there by Governor Ron DeSantis uh, could literally stay quite comfortably in Barack and Michelle Obama's home. I mean, it would be it wouldn't even be a stretch because they got like eight. No, they got seven bedrooms and eight bathrooms. All right. So, you know, I've been I lived in Washington, D.C. They had a illegal uh, migrant problem for a long time. And just up the street from my house, there were at least 40, maybe 50 illegal staying in just a house. This was a house, probably about a 3,000, maybe 3,500 square foot house. And uh, they had cars down the street because, you know, Montgomery County, you don't want to offend anybody in Maryland. And, and literally, and that was tiny. So I think, and, and what I hope, is that Ron DeSantis will continue sending people by the thousands to places like Martha's Vineyard. Uh, to places like New York City and Washington, D.C. Now, there have been a lot of, uh, and we're going to get to all of the audio, all of the uh, the uh, just caterwauling from the left. Uh, how could you do this? You know, with the, with the left, it's always, this is the ultimate, by the way. I started coining the, uh, the phrase, let them eat cake liberals, about, eh, when I was in Washington, D.C., when Barack Obama was the president of the United States. And, uh, and, and we really do. We, we are living in a tale of two cities. We have been for a while. We have a bourgeois. We have a proletariat. The bourgeois, they are very rich. Uh, they moved to Washington, D.C. to spend their entire lives ruling us, and they've created an oligarchy, a symbiotic relationship between the people in power and those industries that will bed down with them to, uh, so that the government will channel money in their direction and they can donate, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to throw elections like Mark Zuckerberg. So we re- literally, we have an oligarchy in our country uh, that, is, uh, that is very, it's very obvious, the green en- energy, uh, the new uh, Inflation Reduction Act that was supposed to reduce inflation. There was a giant lie, a giant payback to the green energy industry and all the people there who are making millions and millions of dollars. And then, of course, Big Pharma. Let's not forget Big Big Pharma. Uh, let's not forget big social media. Mark Zuckerberg for almost a half a billion dollars of his own money to throw elections. That's how bad things have gotten here in our country. But out of sight, out of mind is how the uh, elite class exists. As long as they can't see it, it doesn't really exist. So El Paso doesn't exist. Fentanyl doesn't exist because in my, my lovey's private school, no one would dare bring a fentanyl tablet. Oh, my goodness. Excuse me. Uh, and so out of sight, out of mind, you know, uh, whatever, Consuela can have her abortion in the, in the right as she's ready to have the baby, kill the baby, everything is fine. It's not happening in my uh, neck of the woods, as Al War- Roker would say it, uh, as opposed to my redneck of the woods. That's where I live. I live uh, in the redneck of the woods. But uh, it is kind of funny, and I, and I just kind of got thinking maybe as an example of uh, the, the us versus them. Um, they are the howls on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> And we're Gillian Gooden, Professor Marianne, and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, oh, and, and Skipper. Yeah, we're those guys. <laughs> Ginger, she's on an island on her own over here. Whatever. But uh, but they they are the howls. And and honestly, the howls they got a suitcase of money. It's completely worthless on the island. They rely on the others to keep them alive. 
So that's kind of what we got going on. The Howells, they sitting there on their uh, drinking out of a coconut uh, shell. I don't know what the hell they're drinking on an island. But anyway, they're, and, they're, and, and the professor's got a radio. But everybody else was supposed to produce for the Howells. Because they're the rich elite. And, uh, and you, you know, you got to imagine that the Howells would have loved to have just had the rest of the people on the island murdered. Just because that's the kind of people they are. But I, I thought that was a fairly good analogy. Is that the, uh, the elites, the uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama has a massive chip on her shoulder because apparently some white people, her family moved into her neighborhood and they all went, oh my God, black people, we got to move. Okay, whatever. Sure, whatever. Um, uh, so she, she's got a massive uh, racial chip on her shoulder, even though, being i mean ungodly entitled ungodly entitled like never really had a job in her life like right out of college got a she was on a hospital board and she got like three hundred thousand dollars a year for doing nothing and barack obama he had his uh, unveiling of his you know his political career in bill Ayers living room he's a radical un, uh, weather underground terrorist Barack Obama's never had a damn job in his, his life. He was raised by his white grandparents. His dad was a loser, a deadbeat dad, and he ended up writing a book about his dad. I don't know why the hell you'd write a book about your dad if he left you, like my dad did. I don't think that uh, my, my dad leaving at seven years old is going to mean that I'm going to do a book called Dreams of My Father. But anyway, it, it is, it's just kind of funny uh, that if it's out of sight, out of mind, it's no big deal. If you have to shop at Dollar General because you can't afford Walmart anymore, then, you know, that's not my problem living in the Beltway. I have no problem at all. My Whole Foods has the hummus and tabbouleh that I need every day. It's just kind of funny, the old us and them thing. So uh, welcome to the SS Menu, ladies and gentlemen, because we are not going down on the, uh, on the SS Britannic which, of course, set sail on January 20th of 2021. And I got to tell you, I think it's pretty funny. Um, you know, Martha's Vineyard. And, and I have never wanted to go to Martha's Vineyard. Never, 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 never. I, I don't even get, I, I don't care if I uh, go to my grave with never going to Martha's Vineyard. I've never understood that country club class. I've never understood the Martha's Vineyard class. I've never wanted to hang out with uh, people just uh, based on their salary and their, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and so I, I, I got to tell you, for anybody who's complaining in Martha's Vineyard, as they vote for Democrats, as they have these signs up all over the city, everyone is welcome here. Everyone is people of color and uh, LGBTQRSTUV people, and there no people are illegal. And then as soon as they bring in 50 people, it is a humanitarian crisis. It is a humanitarian crisis. Honestly, wow, just wow. I mean, it, it's remarkable. Was it a year ago, two years ago? Half the cornfields in Iowa blew down because of a massive uh, straight-line wind storm that wrecked about half the corn crop. Did the people of Iowa boo frickety who and complain about it? I mean, I mean, honestly, uh, the, the people in Martha's Vineyard, 50 people, okay? I, I think that's how many people that Gavin Newsom dined with at the French Laundry when he shut down all the restaurants in California. So, honestly, uh, to the people of Martha's Vineyard who constantly vote for Democrats, the, to the, the entire island, I guess, or isthmus or whatever the hell it is, uh, they, they, about 85% um, vote for uh, Democrats and Democrat policies. Barack Obama lives there with Michelle Obama part of the time because he has another seaside resort in Hawaii that they're finishing up. He had to tear down the mansion that was used in Magnum P.I. to build it. I know. I know. And he's got like 50,000-gallon... 
uh, a natural gas storage tank because he runs on fossil fuels. <clears throat> but that said, uh, uh, you know, tough bleep said the kitty to the people of Martha's Vineyard because the people on our southern border have been suffering immeasurably, finding dead bodies on their property. In one town, they got so many people who are dying from drowning. They don't have enough funeral homes to take care of the bodies. They're smelling urine and feces because there are no public bathrooms for the 250,000 people who have invaded El Paso. So you know what, Martha's Vineyard, uh, how do I say this uh, gingerly? I want to be careful because some people get offended when I even sound like I'm saying a curse word. They get really offended that I don't curse on the air. But I'm going to say Suck it to Martha's Vineyard. That's what I'm going to say. Too bad, tough, whatever. Uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the show. Uh, if you're going to preach to the rest of us, then you must live in the same fashion. All right, you cannot crank up your or crank down your thermostat to 68 when you tell everybody else they have to have it at 78. You cannot uh, plug in your electric car when you tell everybody else to unplug their electric car. For that matter, you cannot mandate electric cars when you're riding around in a motorcade of big SUVs. All right, so uh, uh, bourgeois, um, suck it. Welcome to the party. You created it, and if this finally, if this is what it takes to finally make it real to you people, then great. And if it doesn't, keep sending them up there by the millions. By the millions. I absolutely mean it. This could be the moment that Washington, D.C. finally gets taken down a notch. We'll see. We'll see. So I've got lots on uh, this, a lot of audio on this. I've got some really great stuff on the FBI and why they raided Mar-a-Lago. And there is going to be hell to pay at the FBI. People are going to go to jail. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is a very action-packed and caffeinated edition of The Rob Carson Show. cities they told us to hate america is founded well we're not only saying no we're saying hell no it's the rob carson show heading down the highway <laughs> i'm heading up to iowa by 29 today i'm looking forward to it actually i get a weekend away i know in iowa not martha's vineyard but uh, my brother, uh, Dwight, he passed away four years ago, and they're doing a poker run in his uh, memory. And uh, I'm very excited. I'm very, 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 very excited about it. I know. It's very mundane for you people in uh, Martha's Vineyard uh, to go to Iowa. Where's this Iowa of you speak? I believe that we may have passed over. It is one of those uh, non-mountainous regions in the Midwest, yes. So uh, I was just given this a few minutes ago. Uh, my friend uh, uh, Jim Gossett, he does uh, the parodies. We work together to create the satire on the show. And uh, he's a genius. I mean, uh, more prolific than uh, you can ever imagine. And we, we collaborate. But he just surprised me with this this morning. I'm going to play it without even uh, screening it because I know it's going to be good. Don Lemon, by the way, did you know he got demoted? No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He got demoted from primetime to mornings. So he's going to be on in the mornings rather than uh, bloviating and, and uh, doing his opinion show, which is failing because his opinions are always wrong. He's going to be in the mornings where they do delightful summer salad recipes. Yeah, that's not a demotion. His ratings are so bad they need to put him on uh, one of those wakey-wakey shows where they do stupid stuff, you know. So uh, this is uh, Jim Gossett's tribute to uh, Don Lemon and his new gig on CNN. 
CNN's Don Lemon getting squeezed, losing his primetime gig to front the channel's Lemon's gone, gone from primetime, cause his show was very bad. Yeah, it's not good. They finally can Don Lemon, cause his ratings were so sad. <laughs> CNN is cleaning house since Sucker got the axe. Every host is biased and they don't deal in facts Like Stelter and Tubin and Fredo Chris Cuomo <laughs> What? And now they've told Don Lemon time to go Lemon's moving to mornings where he'll have two female pals And you know that Don Lemon Wants to be one of the gals. Well, Lemon's gone, gone from prime time. Heard he got the news by text. Now we're hoping and praying that Jake Tapper will be next. After they can Tapper, hope that Jim Acosta's next. There you go. So uh, it is kind of interesting, though, that uh, you know Don Lemon's ratings have been abysmal. I mean, really, really super duper bad. And um, they, they they didn't have any trouble. I'm just going to tell you right now how it is, and I'm not doing this because I'm an angry white guy, you know. Because some days I'm happy too. But anyway, um, in fact, most days I wake up every day in a great mood. Um, the, the Chris Cuomo and Brian Stelter, they're white dudes, uh, cisgendered white dudes. They got boom, boom, boom out the door, out the door and uh here's don lemon he is uh uh gay uh person of color what else is there there's another there's got to be another check by he could almost be the the vice president of the united states but uh, don lemon gets moved to morning <laughs> it's just kind of funny it's just kind of funny so uh this is the director of the uh uh home i guess homeless shelter in uh in uh, martha's vineyard as though they have one I mean, do they really have a homeless shelter in Martha's Vineyard? I think they probably have a sign outside of town like they used to do in the old-timey West and say, leave your six guns out of town. They're not allowed. I think they have one of those outside of uh, Martha's Vineyard that say, please, you plebeians, do not attempt to enter our, uh, uh, you know, our domicile if you do not have a home. But here she is, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the big crisis of 50 people. Uh, of the uh, three million who've come across the border in Joe Biden's America, talking about how they can't deal with this crisis and they certainly have to send these people away. So, what are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have at some point in time they have to move somewhere else, right? We we cannot we don't have the services to take. You know what fifty people over is? It's a sleepover. I mean, it's just like, it's kind of like a sleepover. I mean, it's nothing, nothing compared to El Paso, where they, uh, two and a half times the population entered and they're pooping everywhere. There are 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And They've got a housing crisis. <laughs> Barack and Michelle Obama don't have a housing crisis. Don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Oh, my God. They don't have housing for 50 more people. Those poor people. Again, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Uh, Coming up, um, the actual amount of people that could be housed on uh, Martha's Vineyard if uh, Barack and Michelle Obama would just, you know, give up maybe 10 of the 35 acres that they have there. Also, uh, Ron DeSantis' epic 
speech and mic drop on the way. Your calls are welcome, 800-922-6680. This is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Stamps.com. The holiday season has a way of sneaking up on us. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready for the insane holiday season. And if you haven't started preparing for the chaos of holiday mailing and shipping, you're already falling behind. Luckily, Stamps.com has everything you need to make your whole life a whole lot easier. It's the 24-7 post office that you can access from anywhere. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs for over 20 years. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Get access to the USPS and UPS services you need to run your business right from your computer. With inflation on the rise, every dollar counts. Protect your margins with major discounts on USPS and UPS rates. Up to 86% off. So get ahead of the holiday chaos this year. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and enter code NEWSMAX. That's Stamps.com. Enter code NEWSMAX. Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. Guess what? For the reason why, the legal as well as undocumented, for the reason why our society is functioning, the reason why our economy is growing. We don't talk about that. We stand up and act like it's a burden. It is not a burden. It's a gift. Unless it comes to Martha's Vineyard or New York City or Chicago or any place that Democrats are in charge because they live by a different set of rules. They are elite you saw that Lori Lightfoot, Beetlejuice, 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 she, uh, she got her hair done. Like, that would be hard because it only starts in the middle of her head. Anyway, <clears throat> so Lori Lightfoot, she went and got her hair done. While every other hairdresser in Chicago was shut down there in the height of pandemic, she had to, because she had public appearances to make. Well, I hate to tell you this, Sunshine, but uh, <laughs> the hair's not going to do it for I mean, Woo! But you have the same thing with uh, Anthony Fauci, the uh, baseball season two years ago when he threw out the first pitch and then went and sat down in the crowd without a mask on, despite everybody in the world couldn't have a mask and there were nobody in the stadium except for him and a couple of friends sitting right next to each other. And, and you know, there's Gavin Newsom and, old, and Nancy Pelosi eating her $12 a pint ice cream out of her $24,000 refrigerator. It's just remarkable. And I just, I love, love, love this. But, Rob, it's human suffering. Why would you use people like pawns? Why would you send those poor migrants up to Martha's Vineyard? You're treating them like pawns. No, they were treated like pawns when Joe Biden opened the frickin' border. You think being bused from Florida to Martha, Martha's Vineyards is the worst thing these people have seen, you morons. Do you know how many people have died on the trail? Do you know how many months it takes to get up from Venezuela, another third world hellhole, by the way, which uh, is what the United States is becoming? Have you tried to buy baby formula lately? I told you that the store shelves look like Venezuela and the car dealerships look like Cuba. But it only, it, it only becomes a big deal when it affects the, uh, the elites. And Barack and Michelle aren't there. They're $14 million estate, which could easily house 50 people. It's a sleepover. It's a pizza party. 
It's a pizza party. It would be simple. Oh, let's play some more audio. Here's, uh, this is, uh, oh, this is Ron DeSantis. If you haven't heard, I think you probably have, but this is Ron DeSantis giving him a little what fur. Because, um, by the way, Florida is not a sanctuary city, but there are Democrats who wear quite proudly on their lapel, we are a sanctuary city. And as long as those uh, illegals stay somewhere else, we are a sanctuary city. But when they come to our neck of the woods, well, it's completely, uh, absolutely unacceptable. Here is uh, Ron DeSantis. And by the way, one of the most brilliant political moves, I think, ever with regard to elites in this country. Yes, if you have folks that are inclined to think Florida is a good place, our message to them is we are not a sanctuary state. And it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. And, yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. Now, now what has what he said there that's so terrible? I want you to listen because he's being portrayed as uh, Nazi death camp guarders. I mean, I think Ken Burns, who did the uh, baseball, uh, <clears throat> baseball documentary and the one uh, about Civil War and all that, uh, he, he essentially said you might as well just load them on train cars and take them to extermination camps. But they're going to Martha's Vineyard. But here is, this is Ron DeSantis just stating the facts. We're not a sanctuary state, so we want to facilitate so that we can use, the, the illegals can use the facility. Uh, and, and live in a place that will fulfill the promise of their dream to come to America illegally. Yes, if you have folks that are inclined to think Florida is a good place, our message yeah. to them is we are not a sanctuary state, and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. That, that's completely true. And yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you. Free transportation, come on! To be able to go to greener pastures. Yeah. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions. Uh, sanctuary or sanctimonious? Saying how bad it was to have a secure border. Oh, yes. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is... You know, our border is about as secure as Brian Stelter's uh, pants button on Thanksgiving. Brought to their front door. They all of a sudden go, go berserk, and they're so upset that this is happening. And it just shows you, you know, their virtue signaling is a fraud, okay? <laughs> they, they, drive, they drive electric cars that are powered by fossil fuels. Derp, derp, derp. They, <laughs> they are supporting policies that are just, frankly, indefensible. They're really too stupid to take over the country. I mean, we're all worried about the Civil War and everything. But these people are so stupid, they, they couldn't do it. I mean, honestly... Me over here on the wrong side of the tracks, bring it, because you're just too stupid. It is not defensible for a superpower to not have any control over the territory of its country, yeah, over the true. borders of its country. Yeah. So our message is, you know, we're not a sanctuary state. Uh, we don't have benefits or, or any of that. There uh, are some sanctuary jurisdictions. But Florida is quite lovely. And that would be better. Now, what would be the best is for Biden to do his damn job Boom. and secure the border. Woo! There you go. Thank, thank you all. God bless everybody. And go get some air conditioning. Thank you. All right. <laughs> okay, thank you there, uh, Governor. Governor, uh, this is a pretty funny piece from uh, Breitbart this morning. So how much capacity does Martha's Vineyard have to shelter refugees? Did you know that Martha's Vineyard doesn't have a vineyard? 
Pshaw. That is so, oh my God, that is so adorbs. Anyway, uh, census data reports that there are about 17,000 year-long residents who, my God in heaven, could you even imagine living next to any of them? And about 14,000 homes on the island. 17,000 year-long residents, 14,000 homes on the island. Wow. Let's estimate that each home has four bedrooms and each bedroom can sleep comfortably three people. This would bring the island's sleep capacity up to 175,000. We got a long way to go. We're only 50 people there. They say this is a crisis. 50 people is a crisis. 158,200 would be unoccupied. Now, with the current population, there are 194 people per square mile in, the, uh, in uh, Martha's Vineyard. That's about the population density of uh, Indiana, Georgia, or North Carolina. Uh, if we're to raise the density to that of Washington, D.C., which has 11,295 people per square mile, we could easily fit a million people on Martha's Vineyard, and it would be perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. That would leave uh, plenty of room on the island. Manhattan has 69,000 people per square mile. By the calculations of this survey, that leaves Martha's Vineyard with room for 6 million refugees. 6 million refugees. Of course, the Obamas, oh, they only have 29 acres. Have you ever seen 29 acres before? It's, it's um, a nine-hole golf course. Is it a nine-hole golf Yeah, probably. 29-acre estate, seven bedrooms, 8.5 bathrooms. You needed uh, 1.5 extra bathrooms, I guess. Uh, and, the, of course, the Obamas had nothing to say about it. But that's what they're saying as far as that. And then, listen to this. Spanish TV report for Tolomendo says that Martha's Vineyard residents privately admit uh, to not wanting migrants on the island. <laughs> this is so fantastic. Speaking outside St. Andrew's Church, where 50 migrants that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis shipped up to the elite liberal vacation spot, Christina Londano Rooney of, uh, of uh, Telemundo said that the residents refused to be interviewed on camera about their displeasure, their displeasure with the situation for appearing, uh, for fear of, of appearing inhumane. No, no, it wasn't. It was, it was for uh, being exposed as the racist that they are, is what the problem is, because they virtue signal all over the place. Uh, but, but honestly, they don't give a rat's behind, and they certainly wouldn't want, uh, you know, those brown people living there. Don't they know they're supposed to come and use their leaf blowers and clean up our property and do our landscaping and then leave, then disappear, then go sleep in the woods on an inflatable mattress? This is pretty funny. A furious man passed by just a short time ago. He said that his children had to leave this island because there are no jobs or housing. And now they bring these migrants over, deceiving them with his promises. There are also others who blame the, the Biden administration, saying it's their fault. They don't want to, the migrants here, but they don't want to speak on camera, either because they don't want to be depicted as inhumane. No, it's racist. It's just racist. It just shows how they really could give a rat's behind about you and me. Here's another metaphor. Uh, Democrats are all for aborting as many babies as possible. They look at the inner cities of America, and they see 60%, 70% abortion rates, and they go, huzzah, more black children, uh, no, more people, more, no, you know, people, they're better off than dying than living in America. They literally say this, because America's so systemically, systemically racist that, that people of color are better off being aborted before they're born, and then when one of these, uh, these snowflakes decide they're going to uh, perhaps uh, have a child, then, uh, you know, the abortion, oh, I wouldn't ever consider abortion, yes. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. 
Pretty crazy. Ted Cruz said folks on Martha's Vineyard describing the burdens uh, from 50 illegal immigrants. To put that in perspective, the small town of Del Rio, Texas, has 30,000 refugees. Ted said he was there with 15,000 illegal Haitian refugees crossed into Del Rio in a single day. Remember that? Remember that? Yeah. So while Martha's Vineyard has a state of emergency... I, just the odd. We have a state of emergency because fifty illegal aliens. Oh, I'm sorry. They're you know whatever. They're um, and, and this is this is what El Paso is dealing with. Here's a news report I played yesterday. Asylum seekers, including children, sleeping on the streets of downtown El Paso, shielding themselves from heavy rains. But that's not the only issue migrants are dealing with. They have no access to restrooms or showers. Some are just going where they can. A foul smell fills the air. People all over the street, there, you know, there's no shade. There's no place for them to go to the bathrooms, really. Like, if, as you can see, like, right around the corner when I was talking to somebody. It's just El Paso. We all know the kind of people who live in El Paso. You'd never see any of those people in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, strong smell. Other migrants are going to local gas stations and even getting help from the community. Imagine how the gas station owners feel and the business owners and the charities and the people who have the houses and stuff. Yeah, how about that, Martha's? People will come and take us to eat and give us the opportunity to use their bathrooms and take a shower in their homes. Well, I would imagine there's not a lot of that happening on Martha's Vineyard. I'm just saying. Because, uh, you know, Barack Obama was completely down with illegals flooding the border. It was his policy, too. And Donald Trump shut it down. I'm not hearing anything about Barack Obama flying back to his palatial estate to let illegals come in and shower and eat and, uh, and stay overnight. Many are without money and telling me that without donations from El Pasoans, they wouldn't have food or even toilet paper. Well, it's kind of funny because uh, Joe Biden's policy has uh, made it clear to people in uh, Central and South America and Mexico that if they come here, they will be taken care of. That's why it's happening. Congressman Tony Gonzalez, who represents a part of Far East El Paso, says the federal government needs to step in. There's nothing safe about having people roaming the streets. It's almost apocalyptic. And, and like I said, not quite as apocalyptic as 50 uh, illegals flying into Martha's Vineyard on a private plane. Oh, I mean, that was that's abject horror there. And I'd, I'd argue we are very compassionate people. You know, people want to give the shirt off their back. You know why? Because this man and the people of El Paso and the other not liberal bastions of America, that's how we roll when we pe- we need people. And that's how the uh, the leftists in Martha's Vineyard and uh, in Washington, D.C., with seven of the ten richest counties in America surrounding the city, even though they don't manufacture anything, it's just your money, they're always willing to talk a big game, but they expect you and me to pick up the, the, the crap. You and me, they know that we're benevolent. They know that we're giving. And they take advantage of us. And then they laugh at us. Well, they're not laughing anymore. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
an illegal alien in the state of Arizona is twice as likely to commit a crime versus a natural-born citizen. Fact. 90% of all heroin and fentanyl come across the southern border. Fact. Over 10,000 kids are illegally sex trafficked across the southern border every single year. Fact. Well, certainly don't bring those illegal Samathas in your... We have 56,000 illegal immigrants in our federal prison system. Fact. And countless in our state... Let those prison guards take care of them low lives. Pen penitentiary system. I mean freedom-seeking people who can't stay here. $135 billion. I mean here. They could stay in El Paso and, you know, Dallas and stuff, but not here. Year. That's how much is the financial burden on U.S. taxpayers every single year that illegal immigrants drain from our system. Fact. You put all that together, that's a pretty compelling argument that we have some problems with our southern border. Yeah, meanwhile, the, uh, the plane arrived at uh, Martha's Vineyard, the private uh, plane that they shipped in uh, 50 illegal immigrants. And the mayor uh, passed out like Mrs. Howell uh, on Gilligan's Island. Just, just uh, it had a handkerchief in her hand, and she went, oh, and she fell backwards, and Mr. Howell captured her, and, uh, it, and it, was, it was terrible. She got uh, very uh, uh, verklempt. Maybe, maybe that, but uh, it was it was definitely it's it's a uh, it's a humanitarian crisis. The fifty people who are in a billionaire's paradise where they have so much money that they I mean honestly they they don't even know what the hell to do with it. So they buy fourteen million dollar houses as their vacation houses. That's the that's the other house. That's the one. Hey, we only go there for two two weeks. You know, you know, seriously. What kind of vacations could you have on your entire life on $14 million? You, you wouldn't need a house in Martha's Vineyard to visit every summer for two weeks. You, you could go, I'm going to go this I'm going to go to France. You know, I'm going to France. You know, I, Antarctica, I know it's cold, but I got the money. What the hell? Let's go. Let's go to John in Chop Tank, Maryland. Hello, John, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How you doing, Rob? Great to Good. have you as always. Yeah, hey, 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 just real quick, John. Thoughts and prayers for the people of Martha's Vineyard. Thoughts and prayers. Okay, buddy? Well, that's what I'd like to deal with. Uh, I think that we really need to start a GoFundMe page yes. uh, for Florida so they can continue the flight of sending the, the newest maids and butlers to their area. I think that would be... <laughs> I don't think that they would want those people in their homes. I mean, John, are you serious? I mean, they're fine to stay outside and rake the leaves and blow off the driveway or mow the lawn, but we certainly could not let those uh, those Venezuelans into our homes. What do you think? What are you thinking, John? Well, I, I, well, I agree with that. Maybe they should be outside, but... Uh... You know, they probably are paying five bucks an hour and uh, because, you know, they are pretty stressed for money up there right now. Well, you do, you don't certainly don't want to give them the uh, the uh, the national minimum wage that they want, which is, you know, fifteen dollars an hour, which we actually have as a de facto minimum wage right now. But uh, they certainly wouldn't pay that kind of money under the table. <laughs> you know? know that if they, if they pay cash, they don't have to pay on Social Security or. Yeah. You know what, John, here's what we need to do. We need to do a GoFundMe for the state of Florida for bus and plane rides to Martha's Vineyards and New York and all that. And then for the people of Martha's Vineyards and the liberal bastions and all those people who voted for Joe Biden, we should come up with a, another website called Go Fund Yourself. And uh, you don't get a dime. How about that, John? How about we do a Go Fund Yourself for those people? <laughs> <laughs> we got to really be careful the spelling on that, too. Yeah, you got to be careful there because you could, you know, just one little slip and you you got an FCC violation. John, thanks for the call, man. Have a glorious day. Have a glorious day. I, I love this. 
This, I mean, what Ron DeSantis did and the reaction from the left, it shows how elite and out of touch everyone in the upper echelons of the media and the government are. And the rest of us are going, seriously, 85% at least of the population in our country are going, are you freaking serious? You and Martha's Vineyard are saying that because 50 illegals arrived that you are butthurt and you are having a humanitarian crisis? Are you out of your mind? Meanwhile, every every town uh, within 200 miles of the southern border are going, you know what, go fund yourself. Yeah, there you go. And I said fund, just, you know, in case you weren't listening very carefully. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. We're being brainwashed and believing the only way to grow your money for retirement is to risk it in the stock market. And that's not true. You can reach your financial goals and dreams without taking unnecessary risks. Do you really control your retirement money? If you got a 401k or IRA or a similar retirement plan, the government controls it. I hate to break it to you. They decide how much you can borrow and when you can pay it back. And you'll owe taxes and penalties for taking money out too soon or waiting too long, even though it's your money. And thanks to skyrocketing national debt in Congress that continues to spend like a drunken sailor, who knows how much you'll have to pay in taxes during a retirement that could last 30 years. Bank on yourself is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. With Bank on Yourself, you get guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork needed. Your plan doesn't go backwards when the markets tumble. Both your principal and growth are locked in. Let's not forget tax-free retirement. You'll know what your tax rate will be in retirement. Zero under new tax law, which protects you from the coming tax tsunami. And finally, built-in inflation protection. Your money is guaranteed to grow by a larger dollar amount every single year in both good times and bad. You can get a free report with all the details on how the Bank of Yourself strategy adds guarantees, predictability, and control to your financial plan. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash news. That's bankonyourself.com slash news. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday as our thoughts and prayers go out to the people of Martha's Vineyard where 50 illegal aliens were uh, bust in, no, flown in by Ron DeSantis yesterday. It is a humanity cri- humanitarian crisis. The island is not seen since actually the, the biggest crisis they have effect- in the last decade in Martha's Vineyard was uh, in 2004 when the Bernsteins uh, installed a privacy fence without, uh, without uh, talking to the development board. I mean, it is that big. They just went ahead and they put in the privacy fence. They did not cont- you know, talk to Glenda. She's the chairman of the, uh, of the development board, and they just put the fence in. They, I mean, how could they do that? And everybody was up in arms about it, and it was hell. I mean, it was hell on earth for people in Martha's Vineyard to drive by the Bernsteins with their new privacy fence, knowing that it was not approved by the development board. What are you thinking? You're trying to kill everybody here? And then, and then Ron DeSantis, the plebe that he is, living down there in the cesspool with the uh, deplorables, sends 50 illegal immigrants... To Martha's Vineyard, and everyone gets butthurt about it. 
Oh, but I guess apparently after uh, prompting the uh, uh, humanitarian crisis outcry, uh, they have decided to uh, ship the uh, the illegals to uh, an, a military base. Yeah, nearby military base is where they're sending them because uh, they wouldn't want to have them on Martha's Vineyard, after all. It might bring down the uh, property values and cause people to uh, to speak in quiet terms. You can see the, uh, the, the uh, women of Martha's Vineyards walking around with kerchiefs over their noses so they won't smell the, uh, the departed bodies of these illegals from Venezuela. Can you believe they were actually here? Uh, honey, honey, please, please, get, uh, get uh, uh, Juan, our gardener, to hose off the front walk. There was a homeless person sleeping there uh, for at least five minutes last night. Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? We are seeing the elitism of the American left in full bloom here that they couldn't help out 50 people. I wonder how many people went into the World Trade Center on September the 11th of 2001 and were making under 50000 a year. I'm thinking most of them. I'm thinking most of them. And half of them lost their lives. Yeah, it kind of puts it in perspective too, doesn't it? Yeah. This is Dylan Fernandez. He's the uh, representative in Congress from Martha's Vineyard. Ron DeSantis and Republicans might want to play political games with people's lives. And when I see him, I'm going to give him such a smack. I believe that's incredibly inhumane to be using women and children and families as a political pawn. What about all the fentanyl trafficking, the sex trafficking of children across the southern border? Oh, we can't see it. And as a liberal elite, it doesn't exist then. You're going to talk about on Tucker Carlson and pretend to be tough on immigration. Doesn't he just sound like a representative from Martha's Vineyard? Oh, my God. And here's Whoopi Goldberg, who uh, has not been the same since they uh, let Princess Leah go. They, they clipped the chain and she was able to run away. All right. Yesterday, undocumented immigrants were put on planes and flown from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. In oh, Pichon. Massachusetts. Florida Governor. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. From Texas to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Florida Governor. <laughs> Ron DeSantis said he used his state's funds to do that. That means taxpayers paid for it. And his spokesperson added that... Meanwhile, uh, there's about a trillion dollars of our money going to people who have better jobs than most Americans. They went to school and they have massive uh, debt, but they expect people like, uh, you know, us to pay for their, uh, their student loans. Places like Massachusetts and New York should take care of them since they're the ones inviting them here by calling themselves sanctuary cities. Now, I, call me crazy, but I remember oh, no, you, we don't have to call you that. We already know. Remember the big, tall, green lady? You know, the one that's yeah. over on the river? And she kind of said, send me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. No, she didn't, actually. That was the winner of an essay contest. Yearning to be free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send okay, uh, well, why isn't uh, Martha's Vineyard saying that? These, the homeless, the tempest tossed to me. I thought that was part Just of don't bring them to Whoopi's house. Of what we As. House says, sorry, House says. We did here in the United States. We welcomed people, invited people who were going through <laughs> wow. crap in the countries they lived in, getting <gasps> abused in the country. Just a real quick uh, note to Venezuela and the uh, Central and South American countries um, who are causing this, you know, and because of Joe Biden policy, and he's saying, come on up here. And they're like, oh, hell yeah, because this place sucks. Uh, you know, do you know the most, most popular um, restaurant in Caracas, Venezuela? Venezuela? Do you know the most popular restaurant? The Zoo. There's, it, literally, if there was a while there, they killed all the animals in the zoo because they were so hungry. 
I, I wish I were kidding, but I'm not. Countries they lived in, I thought we... But to the leaders of those countries, I'd like to say, how about making your country suck less? Because you're bleeding your most valuable resource. Because, um, well, you, you made things terrible, and, uh, and there are leftists trying to do the same thing here. Asked people to come here. And I know that uh, Ron DeSantis's great-great-grandma arrived at, uh, at Ellis Island in 1917. From oh, they're, re- they're really going here. Okay. Italy. She also could not read or write, <laughs> but no one gave her permission to come. Okay, all right, all right, whoopee. Give us your, uh, you know, where, where you live and uh, your neighborhood, and let's do it then. No, no, no. See, it, it couldn't have been laid bare more brilliantly, the elitist of the left, than what Ron DeSantis has done and what Greg Abbott is doing and the left's reaction to it. It is just so glorious. And, and from a deplorable, white supremacist, fascist, uh, destroyer of democracy, conspiracy theorist, a denier, uh, I just want to say bravo, bravo. For the rabble, bravo for the rabble. Uh, I'm going to speak. Can I can I speak beyond uh, in, uh, for you guys? Can I can I speak for the rabble? Can I be your representative? I'm just going to do it. You can do it if you want to. You can call 800-922-6680. But uh, but otherwise, I'll just do it. And here's Ken Burns. Ken Burns. He's uh, lived on the public dole for years. He does these uh, nifty. Uh, uh, these uh, the documentaries. He did the Civil War. It was the last series that I watched with my dad before he passed away. He was a big fan. But he works for uh, National Public Television, which is very left of center. And he is uh, very upset that uh, Martha's Vineyard would have to accept from uh, those brown people from below the, the border. This is history. All of your documentaries are about history. It's on CNN, by the way. Yeah. But all of them also make you think about where we are now and we woke up to the news this morning that governor ron desantis of florida sent two plane loads john berman by the way of migrants uh uh, to martha's vineyard off the coast of massachusetts including kids and whatnot and i'm not saying oh the smell this is not a one for one this is not a parallel here in any way oh okay but it does address some of the same themes yes what that are part of this documentary it's the abstraction of human life it's basically saying... But didn't he just sound like a public television guy? ...that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or mine or Lynn's and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's... His opinion. latest documentary has to do with uh, uh, the Democrat Party being in charge and uh, uh, covering up the Holocaust. ...authoritarian game. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so uh, disturbing. Oh, oh he, he's talking about Mar-a-Lago, the raid, the Broadway raid by the FBI, and the 40 people in the Trump administration have been raided and hounded and uh, arrested and jailed for process crimes. Is that what he's talking about? Oh, oh, no, okay, never mind. thing about DeSantis is to use human beings, to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. It's like when somebody disagrees with him in Florida, like the Walt Disney Company, he punishes No, 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 no. No, they were trying to dictate policy. This is not the... They threatened him first. ...actions of a person participating in a democratic process. Now, let's see, he's doing a, he's doing a series about the U.S. role in the Holocaust. Do you suppose he'll go there? Do you think he'll go there? In which there's an exchange of ideas. This is about punishing political enemies 
putting on uh, shows. Kind of like, I guess, what's happening with Trump supporters calling them fascists and going after them and uh, raiding Mike Lindell, taking his phone at a Hardee's. Uh, I guess that's what he's talking about here. It's political shows, political theater. And in this case, this is with the lives of human beings. And what's so ironic is these are Venezuelan refugees, which... Dis- Venezuelan. Santa should be supporting because they're trying to flee the, the corruption of a left-wing government. And- <laughs> he doesn't get it, does he? Oh, my God, is he this out of touch? Yes, he is. All of the pain there. And so this... Hold on, hold on. What did he just say? He called the what? What wing is the... Is the what? Theater. And in this case, this is with the lives of human beings. And what's so ironic is these are Venezuelan refugees, which DeSantis should be supporting because they're trying to flee the, the corruption of a left-wing government. And They're trying to flee the corruption of a left-wing government. He really doesn't get it, does he? I mean, he really doesn't get it. All he does is his documentaries and reads the New York Times. That's got to be it. All of the pain there. And so the the level of cynicism is beyond that. And and what we find in all our... No, no, the cynicism is letting three million come across the border, inviting them in, and letting the people uh, who live south of the Mason-Dixon line deal with it. ...is that the themes that we engage in the past... While paying off student debt and hiring 87,000 IRS agents. Present today. And so when you look at the story that we're telling of the U.S. and the Holocaust, you understand that Uh, the time to save a democracy is before it's lost. We promise you. Ken Burns-Lenovic, I want people to watch this. Uh, Uh, I'm going to skip this one, I think. I I enjoyed the Civil War one. I enjoyed the baseball one. But honestly, at this point, he's such a tool. I don't even care. Don't even care! Oh, this is the uh, mayor of New York, Eric Adams, who's watching the, uh, the city of New York descend further into the pits of hell. He says that Joe Biden has control of the border, by the way. Municipalities and states. Municipality. Municipality. We fly- it's a municipality, I guess. It's a mi- Let me start that again. Municipality. Municipalities yeah, and states. Will we fly people to Martha's Vineyard? Will we put people on buses uh, and have them fail to get the basic items they need? And anyone who states... You know, I'll bet you there are some toiletries in the uh, eight bathrooms the uh, the Obamas you don't use in their house. That this administration does not have a handle on this crisis. They must been, have been sleeping under a rock. Here it is. The basic items they need. Listen, here you go. And anyone who states that this administration does not have a handle on this crisis, they must been, have been sleeping under a rock. Really? Well, here's what uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre said yesterday about the, uh, the security of the border. And uh, if this doesn't say, we don't have a handle, uh, I don't know what will. Does the White House stand by those comments that the border is secure? What we stand by is that we are doing everything that we can. Uh, to Why hasn't your borders are been? Make sure. Or your president. That um, uh, that we follow the process that's been put oh, forth. That, that's why we have uh, historic funding uh, to do just that to make sure that. Um, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, you know. Uh, um, uh, oh, this is where she gets beep beep beep. To make sure that. Um, uh, uh, 
to make sure that uh, the folks that we encounter at the border be removed. Hold on, that is, hold on, that is having a handle on the situation. Let's hear that, that again. That, um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, to make sure that, um, to make sure that uh, the folks that we encounter mm-hmm. at the border be removed. Wow. <laughs> they don't remove anybody. All right. Um, we're going to move on to uh, the raid of Mar-a-Lago, the raid of Mar-a-Lago. And we're making some progress and some headway there. And a lot of people are going to be fired and hopefully incarcerated. I'll share the details on that. Adrian, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. Put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. It appears that the crisis may be over, at least for just a moment, on Cape Cod, where Ron DeSantis, the Nazi, white supremacist, fascist, uh, sent some illegals to this uh, sanctuary. Uh, it's a sanctuary place. It's a sanctuary city. They have all these virtue signal little posters everywhere that say everybody's welcome and illegals and all that. Uh, they decided to ship off the illegals after a one-night stay, which is a sleepover, uh, to a Joint Base Cape Cod. A Joint Base Cape Cod. So they can let the, uh, the military members who the U.S. government is now uh, telling how to uh, get food stamps because they're not being paid enough. They'll take care of the uh, the people to Cape Cod. Meanwhile, the uh, people on Cape Cod are being urged not to touch anything without rubber gloves, a face mask, and some sort of disinfectant at least for 48 hours until the stench of the illegals coming across the border to uh, Cape Cod can be removed. Let's go to Adrian in Virginia. Hello, Adrian. How you doing? And uh, good Friday to you. Welcome to the I'm- show. Thank you for taking my call. You're having a great show. Thank hey, you. Look, I want, I, I want to tell you real quick, these guys from Vineyard, uh, Martha's Vineyard are. I, I, can't, I think it's Shander's list, but I could be wrong. It's a black-and-white movie I saw a long time ago about the Holocaust, World War II. And, and these soldiers walk in, American soldiers walk in, and they walk into this community, and it's a little neighborhood. And behind the neighborhood, there's a, there's a I mean, that's a behind, but miles away there's a Holocaust, but they're aware of it. And then they come in. The soldiers are like, "What's going on?" All these people in the town are like, "We don't. We didn't know it was there. We didn't know it was there." That's what's going on with Martha's Vineyard. Is that they're getting a real? They're starting. They're starting to get exposed. That these millionaires, these these, these wealthy people, don't want this trash, quote unquote. From what I heard, some of these people stay on, on media um, and, and their communities. But yet, everybody else, the peasants, us, we, the hardworking people who work six days a week, like myself, who bust their butt twelve hours a day. We have to take care of them. Now, Adrian, you, Adrian, you made a really good point. By the way, you made a really good point, and, and I'll tell you, I don't, I don't, I never use uh, Holocaust analogies as flippantly as the left does. They always do. But uh, if you look at the number of children and women being sex trafficked just across the border, who spend their lives in servitude, uh, most generally uh, ending up with their bodies being found in drainage ditches somewhere, uh, in in uh, places across this country, there are uh, these uh, Asian massage parlors have you ever noticed these uh and they're in strip malls yeah you know what that is that's that's uh that's sex trafficking Uh, about probably 90 percent of the time it's uh, somebody in indentured servitude for getting across the border being forced into sex slavery but no it's a really it's a foot massage uh and it's happening and and it's always a problem for the it's never you know it's like it's like the camps they don't even exist to people at martha's vineyard go ahead Rob, let, let, let me tell you a quick story. Now, I'm sure this was, was Michael Savage, said it was John Frederick. I shared it with a lot of people on the radio. Yes. 
My mom, she grew up in Laredo, Texas, a border town for folks who don't know. Actually, it's Far, Texas, P-H-A-R. Anyways, she used to be able to cross the border as a kid, five years old. With her. Adrian, your phone's cracking up, dude. Could you come back here? One, two, three, one, two, three. Are you there? All right, get, get Adrian back. Get Adrian back. Are you there? Yeah, oh, there you there. Go ahead, Adrian. Finish your thought. Your yeah. phone is cracking up. Go ahead. All right, you're going to have to call back. So uh, here's, here's another headline for you. And these were the people in Martha's Vineyard. They couldn't stand to have the aliens there for more than uh, uh, 24 hours. They were shipped off to uh, an Air Force base where, uh, where people make a whole lot less money than they do. And a lot of military members are being told how to get food stamps. Because Joe Biden has spent, uh, you know, billions of dollars on new IRS agents and billions of dollars on wiping off student debt and sent $60 billion to Ukraine. But our soldiers have to get food stamps because they can't afford. But now they're going to take care of these illegals because they can't be held at uh, Martha's Vineyard because they don't want those people there. Americans are suffering under President Joe Biden's soaring inflation, forcing them to make difficult choices their parents did not have to shoulder. Quote, together we're making $75,000. That's more than what my parents made ever in their entire life. Delaney McComb uh, told the New York Post about her husband, noting her parents' home near Atlanta cost $98,000 in 1998. Now in this area, you can't even find a broken-down trailer for that price. We looked at apartments near my home, so I wouldn't have to drive 30 or 40 miles a day, but we couldn't afford it. We'd love to have a kid, buy a house and a yard, but we'd have to put it off. Housing costs are just one aspect of Biden's inflation. Over the past 12 months, grocery prices have gone up about 14%, despite the establishment media's claim that inflation fell in August. According to the Consumer Price Index, People told me I lost weight, but I can't afford groceries, says comedian Gary Denoya. I used to go shopping and plan my meals for the week, but now a Fage, what is it, F-A-J-E, yogurt is $10, a bag of Doritos is 7 It's cheaper to eat takeout. I have never eaten this much Chinese takeout because the lunch special will last me three days. Brianna Howard, who's a mother, told the New York Post that they're struggling to buy grapes from the store where a bunch of grapes now cost 10 bucks. Says that we can't, uh, we can't afford this. Everything's up. A haircut used to be 20. It's 45 now. I could go on and on. And here we've got Martha's Vineyard in a tizzy because the 17,000 regular residents of the island with the 13,000 properties there had to put up 50 illegals for the night. There is no better metaphor for us and them. There is no better metaphor for the bourgeois and proletariat. And there is no better reason to pave the swamp over and start again. Coming up, Mar-a-Lago. Don't go anywhere. My favorite band other than uh, Led Zeppelin and Queen, Foo Fighters. Oh, that's such a good song. Such a good song. Such a good boy. If you ever want a, a, a pickup in your workout, uh, play St. Cecilia. By uh, and Maybe it's, it means something to me because I'm Catholic. You know, we're all down with the saints and everything. But anyway, it's a really, it's a really good song. Really, really good song. Oh, uh, we got to talk about Mar-a-Lago. And uh, be- with that, I have to... Uh, Play one of our Mar-a-Lago raid theme songs. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Just chill, relax, enjoy. The FBI, they raided 
Donald Trump's place Found absolutely nothing Got egg on their face They took everything, they got nothing Trashing Trump's home They left a big mess Putting down his son's room and Whipped through Melania's closet And her underwear drawer, I mean literally And grabbed Mary Garland a dress yeah. They broke the law I think they're transgender in the court. It's the latest FBI crap show yes. that read on Mar-a-Lago. Here, let's try it. We're looking at you, Joe. We're looking at you, Joe. Don't pretend you didn't know. Don't pretend you didn't know. FBI has reached a major low for what went down at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, I think the uh, PC is going to hit the fan. It, it is. Uh, it's 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 ugly. And now the, this Florida judge has given uh, a win to Trump, and he appointed the special master. Ha ha! Yes, we must have the special master to handle documents taken from Mar-a-Lago, dismissing the Department of Justice request to start reviewing classified files. So the DOJ did what uh, any good Soviet would do, and they said, uh, find me the man and I'll find the crime. So they came up with a, uh, an affidavit, which they won't even share with uh, Congress, members of Congress who have security clearances, even though they are legally obliged to do so. Uh, they won't even share it, and it gives the reason why Merrick Garland wanted to uh, raid Mar-a-Lago. That was all a lie, by the way. His, his reason was about as uh, solid as the FBI's reason to get the FISA warrant uh, using the, uh, the dossier paid for by uh, the FBI and Hillary Clinton. That said, they had a broad sweeping warrant. They went in, they stole everything, took everything wholesale, thought they would get away with it, thought that it would be enough that the American people would say, oh, yes, the FBI is good and decent. They certainly would never try to do something political. And that's exactly what they did. Exactly what they did. And here's, here's the, uh, the big uh, revelation that most should have, and many of you have uh, said the same thing, uh, that the FBI knew exactly what they were doing when they went into the, the records because Donald Trump had taken some records with him that he had declassified, and among those were all the details with regard to Crossfire Hurricane, all of the deals with regard to the Russian dossier, and the FBI wanted to get those materials out of Mar-a-Lago, and they made up every other excuse, and Idiots like Joe Scarborough fell for it. Oh, nuclear secrets. It's nuclear secrets. You're going to sell. The billionaire is going to sell nuclear secrets. Meanwhile, the uh, the self-made uh, political millionaire Hillary Clinton had already gotten $150 million from Russian oligarchs after signing off on the Uranium One deal. But enough about that. Let's hear what the President of the United States, Judge uh, uh, Donald Trump, told Hugh Hewitt yesterday about uh, the declassified information at Mar-a-Lago. And then the last one, Mr. Patel said he witnessed you giving verbal orders to declassify the papers that end up at Mar-a-Lago. Do you remember making those orders? That's correct. And not only that, uh, I think it was other people also were there. But uh, I have the absolute right to declassify. Absolute. A president has that absolute right. 
And a lot of people aren't even challenging that anymore. No, they're not. And the truth is coming out. Donald Trump had every right to declassify those materials. He had done it. He had them in Mar-a-Lago. The FBI came and looked at them, said, lock it up again. And then the FBI decided they would raid Mar-a-Lago wholesale. They would uh, send an affidavit to get the, uh, the warrant, the, uh, the search warrant with a, with a sycophantic Democrat judge. And they went in and just took everything, which is illegal. Here's Cash Patel talking about uh, the FBI. I got a couple uh, choice bites from him, one now and then one from last July when he was on the Benny, uh, uh, Benny Johnson show. You now have the number one source of the Steele dossier pleading in federal court during a criminal investigation of him telling the world and the judge that the Steele dossier was BS. That's Igor Danchenko, by the way. Uh, there's a, a General Christopher Steele had uh, put together the Steele dossier, which was uh, uh, this uh, false information about Russia collusion. And they fired him and uh, replaced him with a, a literally a Russian intelligence asset, Igor Danchenko, to continue the same disinformation to try to throw the election in 2016 in favor of Hillary Clinton. And Clinton was absolutely a part of it. I was its main source, and I told the FBI that in January of 2016. Huh. And so basically what the judge is saying is, I, as an Article Three court officer, the judge, do not trust you, the FBI and DOJ, based on your own conduct. Now this is because... The uh, the judge said we're going to appoint a special master to look at the documents because we don't trust the FBI to be impartial as they get into the documents, which means they think that they could destroy or make disappear the documents or leak some documents selectively so Donald Trump would be uh, uh, would be tried in the public square. And based upon the warrants that you applied for and executed. Simple. Release the, uh, release the documents. What are they going to say? Donald Trump said, show the affidavit, show the documents. What do you got to hide? He's literally saying it. The Mark Zuckerberg 302s are classified. Oh. Those 302s need to be made public yesterday. And as chance would have it, Hillary's lies are exposed by none other than James Comey himself. Yeah, and James Comey is another one who will have to go to jail. Here's Cash Patel last July 4th. What happened was President Trump substituted me in to be his representative at the National Archives because we did this big declass at the end of the Trump administration. And his cronies actually bureaucratically stopped the declassification process, if you believed it. Now, this, by the way, this is July. This is before any raid on Mar-a-Lago, even though Joe Biden had given the thumbs up to it back in, uh, I believe it was in March in the White House. The commander-in-chief said declassified to this mountain of documents, and he walked out, and his cronies were like, well, we're not going to exactly do that. So now we're in this fight, and people think I can just walk down to the National Archives and, like, throw it in my, you know, uh, my backpack and walk out. I'm working on it. And, of course, the bureaucracy is getting in the way, but that's not going to stop us. I will be going to the National Archives in the coming weeks. I will be identifying those documents, and I will be demanding that they be released because they are already declassified. That's July. So your argument that uh, Joe or that Donald Trump had not declassified the documents is moot. The reason they're not released is because they show more corruption at the FBI. Aha! DOJ, just like we showed uh, during our Russiagate investigation when Devin and I landed. With Devin and I, I've always said the American public has only seen 60% of what we've been able to see. Wow. So just imagine that. 60% and you have the biggest criminal scandal in U.S. history. And that, my friends is uh, the money shot right there.
That's the reason why the FBI is doing this on top of the last six-plus years of abject prosecution without any, any reason whatsoever other than just being the Stasi. That's why it's happened. Do we still have Alice in Pacific Grove, California on the phone? If so, I'd like to say hello to her. Hello, Alice. How are you? I'm good, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Well, you know, all along, I have been thinking that everybody's worried about what Trump's trying to hide. Yeah. And I don't believe that for a minute. Uh, it yeah. seems to me that the FBI, et cetera, and the Secret Service are so desperate that they're looking for something that incriminates them, not Donald Trump. Why else would they be so desperate? Of course. 100% right. Anytime, anytime you get the most flack, it means you're above the target. It's, you know, for lack of a better cliche. That's what's happening. That's why Joe Biden is screeching about MAGA Republicans. That's why Joe Biden is really attempting to demonize and declare war on half of the American population because those 70 million people absolutely get what the government did in 2020, what the government did in 2016, and what the government is doing to us now, Alice. That's it. Of it is, in a way, I may Donald Trump doesn't even realize which one of these files they're so desperate to get because he doesn't necessarily think like that. I kind of what I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, Alice. Uh, a lot of us would like to think that uh, you know Donald Trump is going. I don't know what's going on, but some people are saying that they think Donald Trump did this on purpose. Uh, this is the, he's a very he's a very smart guy. You're seeing how stupid you're seeing how stupid the FBI and bureaucrats are. They try all these things. They think they're being smart, but you know his safe was empty. You know his safe was empty. So I would have loved to have seen a picture like with him flipping off the FBI in the safe. <laughs> they think maybe um, that Donald Trump has some information and he's holding it until right before the 2024 election. I think that's I, what they're really. Uh, well, they just they don't want the uh, the the story out. I, at this point, I think if the cat's already out of the bag, and any doc, uh, documents are only going to reinforce what we already know about the FBI, and a lot of people are going to pay for it. Listen, I got to run. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to. Uh, I want to. I want to go. Uh, this is um, this is John Solomon last night. I believe he was talking to Tucker about um, uh, the FBI and what needs to happen with the FBI. Now, I have told you that the FBI apparently, at least on the upper echelons of power, has always been used as a political tool, and it is been in and out of abject corruption for a very long time, particularly in the 1970s with the church committee. Uh, I want you to listen to uh, John Solomon about what's going to have to happen to the FBI to either straighten them out or disband. Uh, listen, that is the legacy of the last six years of the FBI that started with James Comey and Andy McCabe has continued under Christopher Wray. The judiciary, many Americans, tens of millions of Americans, no longer trust the FBI to have an honor system. And uh, that is going to be a problem for this. I have a story coming out tomorrow. Several prominent voices, including the FBI's former intelligence chief, Devin Nunes, Jim Jordan, all saying it's time to have another church committee. I don't know if you remember what that was, but in the 70s, I I wrote about the J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. yeah, the Edgar Hoover committee was uh, a J. Edgar Hoover FBI committed so many abuses. There was a committee that laid them bare and created new guardrails. There is momentum building in Washington with prominent people to actually bring back that sort of concept starting next year. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. This is Boris Epstein's last, uh, uh, yesterday on the Steve Bannon podcast, talking about the uh, FBI and what they were after at Mar-a-Lago. You know, the, the Mar-a-Lago raid, the break-in on President Trump's home, 
It was all. It was about documents they claimed that he took you know, from from the White House. Of course, the president has the full right and authority to declassify anything he wants. So he declassified all that, and and then you know some of the information, some of the documents went with him to uh, to Mar-a-Lago, Palm Beach, Florida. And again, Cash Patel admitted that in July, before anybody had an inkling about this raid by the FBI. The issue in terms of declassifying Crossfire Hurricane and, and the Russia hoax is to not just not to keep the information, it's to make it public. That was the President Trump's goal. That's what, and that's what, he, yeah, that's what he did. He declassified that information ah. in order to make it public. And now, Cash Patel, John Solomon. So the FBI got in the way, so it wouldn't go public. Have been appointed as representatives of President Trump for the specific issue of getting this information to be released to the public as it should have been now. What's the FBI trying to hide? Long ago, after President Trump declassified it. So there's two distinct issues here. One is the unnecessary, unwarranted, un-American raid on the, on the president's yep, home. There's that. And the other, the other is the fact that President Trump declassified a huge batch of information and it should have never, it should have never been kept from the public after he did that. All right, I've got a, a sweet, sweet line from Steve Bannon that uh, encapsulates what's going to happen to the FBI and the federal government after November, provided we are vigilant and we get back both houses of Congress and turn the country around. That's coming up on The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is Steve Bannon with what's going to happen to the FBI very soon for their malfeasance. It's quite obvious why the administrative state wanted to come back and grab this. People's heads are going to blow up. People's heads are going to blow up. You see, Crossfire Hurricane. When people go through Crossfire Hurricane and actually see the documents, there are going to be, and this is why they got to grab them. So, guys, preserve your documents because when I say investigate, litigate, incarcerate, Brennan, uh, Hayden, all you guys, save all your documents because I just can't wait for 2023. This is kind of a takeoff on uh, what I've said, which is to uh, uh, indict, uh, try, uh, incarcerate, repeat, you know, kind of that thing right there. So uh, Steve's, uh, and he's, I mean, this guy is a sage. He's a Washington insider. He makes me look like, I mean, you know, I, I, I have common sense reason in a Midwestern upbringing. He has real insider information, and he's really, uh, despite being occasionally pretty rough-looking, uh, a badass. Documents. Because when I say investigate, litigate, incarcerate, Brennan, uh, Hayden, all you guys, save all your documents, because I just can't wait for 2023. Neither can I. I. I cannot wait. But we have to get out. We have to vote. We have to be diligent. The left is going to try all sorts of nonsense. They're going to do the same crap that they've done in the past. But you've got a supercomputer in your hand with a uh, a film-quality camera and the ability to broadcast live on multiple platforms. Don't try Facebook. Don't try Twitter because they'll just censor you. But you can go live on Getter. I'm not sure about Truth Social yet. Record video. If you can go live, go live. Whenever you see malfeasance, whenever you see people put a bunch of ballots into a ballot box, you ask them, Why are you do- who are those for? Why did you take a picture of those? Why are you not allowing me as a poll watcher to come into the building? We have to do this. We have to do this. And you have to vote in person. 
whether that be ahead of time, early, or whether that be on the day of. And by the way, in the state of uh, Delaware, they just made mail-in voting illegal. What? Yeah. Delaware, you got to vote in person. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, let me see. I got another uh, soundbite I want to use here. Oh, this is uh, Alina Haba. She's a, a Trump uh, attorney talking yesterday about uh, how Judge Aileen Cannon has uh, officially appointed a special master to handle the documents taken from Mar-a-Lago by the corrupt FBI. And I'm actually really proud of the Trump team today. It was a major win. We won on all counts. And, and I think it's important. It, it relays faith. And at the end of the day, they delayed it till November 30th. So their plans of messing around with the election Uh-oh. yet again with midterms got a little screwed up today. Let me, let Sorry me, about there it. you go. There you go. You wondered why they waited until just, you know, two months ago to raid Mar-a-Lago? Well, you really didn't have to because you know exactly what the hell they were going to do because they've done the last thing. The FBI has done the same thing the last two presidential elections. Of messing around with the election yet again with midterms. Got a little screwed up today. Well, let me, let Sorry me about that, again, guys. Though. But you shouldn't have been so far reaching. Yeah, there you go. You abused power. And uh, we have the first and the second and the fourth amendment. And uh, 250 years of being the greatest engine of economic and individual liberty in the history of the planet. Plus, most of us, unlike the left, the, the 10% of the population that's driving all of the nonsense that's driven our country to the brink, they're just about 10%. And the rest of us, the 72% of Democrats, the 70% of Republicans who say the country is going in the wrong direction, the only reason they're saying that is the man in the White House and what he's doing to the country, not what Donald Trump did two years ago. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. And it's The Rob Carson Show. Fortunately, crisis averted at Martha's Vineyard. The uh, 17,000 residents who live there with their 13,000 like homes and 17,000 residents, uh, 70,000 people live there permanently and 50, 50, uh, it's scourge. It's a, a terrible humanitarian disaster. Fifty illegal immigrants were brought to Martha's Vineyard from uh, from Florida, and uh, Ron DeSantis sent in there because they're a sanctuary city, and they brag about being a sanctuary city. And so they said, "Hey, listen, we're not prepared to be a sanctuary state here. So let's go ahead and send it to the sanctuary cities that they uh, Democrats uh, are saying that they are." And uh, the the uh, the Venezuelans who were sent there, uh, they stayed there for about fifty, well, twenty four hours before they were shipped off to uh, Cape Cod Air Force Base. Yeah, 24 hours is, is the amount of time they spent there. And it was a humanitarian crisis. It's remarkable, isn't it? Isn't it just remarkable? It's just, uh, it's just uh, <laughs> there's no better example of us and them. There's no better example than the, uh, the bourgeois and the proletariat. And, uh, and I'm so glad that it is being uh, exposed like Joe Biden taking a swim with a Secret Service agent standing by. It's that nakedly obvious. <laughs>
Oh, I just I thought I'd give you some news here about the economy, and I saw a couple of people kind of echoing this. Uh, it looks like the CEO of FedEx believes a worldwide recession is looming after the company reported a shop drop-off in shipping volume, sending its shares down 23%. Uh, FedEx is hurting, guys. The CEO, Raj Subramaniam, made the remarks in an interview on uh, on Thursday. I believe that I have a little bit of that. I think so, but, you know, again, these, uh, these numbers don't portend very well. U.S. in the last few weeks is bad as China in the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah the uh, the U.S. Uh, consumer uh, has you know definitely spending less, but you know the U.S. has been somewhat insulated because the U.S. dollar is uh, you know is a is, is the currency of choice for the world, and there's some insulation there. But you know I do see the U.S. is slowing down too. There you go. That is according to uh, UK Daily Mail, which I uh, check out every day. It's like opening a Christmas present every day. It's really cool. Hold on a second. Let me turn down this volume. Just a skosh. I'm blasting my ears out here. I got a, I got a couple of cool stories that I want to share with you that I think are um, pretty amazing. Um, for those of you who are just tuning into the radio program, um, and many of you are all over the country, and we're adding affiliates all the time, um, my, my road to this point in my life has been very circuitous to say the least, meaning I've had to do a lot of things. I've had to, uh, you know, uh, go through some uh, some suffering in my life, I guess, to some degree. I've had to, uh, like so many of us, had to kind of find your direction as to where we're going and, and all of this. And uh, and most recently, I had uh, come to Kansas City area to do a radio show, and the radio company I worked for decided after two years of a three-year deal that I was too expensive. And I wasn't going to boom my family again. And, and that was literally my first full-time talk radio job. I had written for Rush Limbaugh for over 20 years, and, and I had uh, my heart was in talk radio, but I waited and waited and waited to forever get into it. And a guy named Chris Ruddy found me. Uh, I had left the radio station. I'd been out of work. My wife was leaving me. She said, uh, in December, I'm leaving. You're on your own. See you later. And I said, okay, well, to myself, how am I going to get you back? And she said, well, you need to get a job. And this was just a, you know, she just said, I'm not going to stay here one more minute unless you get a job. And I says, well, there's no radio jobs. I'm not going to move the family for radio. And she said, sell bleeping cars. So I said to myself, I'm going to sell the most damn cars ever. And I'm going to win you back. And so I went and I, and I interviewed at a couple places. And I got hired by a Hendrick Toyota in, in Merriam, Kansas. In the first month that I sold cars, I sold 22. A good month for a salesperson is 10 or 12. And a couple of months later, my wife said, I'm going to give you a second chance for you not getting a third. And then I get a call one Sunday from a man named Chris Ruddy of Newsmax. And he says, where the hell have you been? And I said, well, um, I've been in an abusive relationship with music radio for about 20 years. And he goes, Rob, you're really good, and I want to I wanna give you a TV show. Your podcast is called uh, What in the World is Going On with Rob Carson. He says, we're going to make it Rob Carson's What in the World because it's your show and your name needs to be on it. Then he decided to do a podcast. We started the podcast about a year and four, four, four months ago. Went from zero to 600 to a million downloads in a month. And then he said, you know what, Rob, we're going to build a radio network, Newsmax Radio, and you're going to be at the helm of that. We will build this, but you're the cornerstone. And we did. And every day I wake up after thousands of nights of suffering for a number of reasons where there were nights I thought maybe my life, my family would be better if I didn't wake up the next morning. And that's when you, you've reached a low. And then one day I 
something happened. Something clicked. And I left that behind me. I'm so crystal clear every day of my life. I wake up with joy. I'm sure I'm annoying as hell to my family. I send them uh, texts every morning. It's an opportunity. Today's an opportunity. I mean it more than ever. And anybody who's been through this, and a lot of times you're, you're at the point where you're ready to give up. You're like, I, I can't do this. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. And I say, no, no, don't give up. Don't ever think the world would be better off without you. If you get to that point, you're going to have some, some serious problems and you're going to get to a point of no return. I came back from the brink. That's why you're listening to me. And I consider every day a blessing. Well, last night I'm watching TV, and I, I live in Kansas City, and I'm watching the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are playing the uh, now uh, L.A. Uh, Chargers, right? And, uh, you know, we're watching this game, and the Chiefs are kind of in and not really uh, not playing good defense, getting a lot of penalties. And out of nowhere, I see this guy, this, this uh, seventh-round rookie cornerback, Jalen Watson. He's down on the one-yard line. Chargers are trying to punch it into the end zone. He intercepts the ball. And he runs 99 yards. Here's the play-by-play from the great Mitch Holtis. Opens that door. Chargers go without a huddle again. Right side try intercepted on the left side. Picked off at the goal line at the 25-yard line. Picked off by Watson. Watson could go all the way. The seventh-round pick, 20, 15, 10, 5. Jalen Watson cooking hamburgers in Augusta, Georgia. Then he went to Wazoo, and now he gets a 100-yard pick six for a touchdown. Kansas City at 10:29 to go in the game. Jalen Watson. I didn't know anything about Jalen Watson before last night. He's an all-region receiver, cornerback for Lucy C. Laney High School in Augusta, Georgia. Ventura College in California became a star at JUCO. Committed uh, to USC in 2019 among a dozen Power 5 college offers, but he had to commit five months after... Uh, uh, he had to decommit five months after uh, poor academic issues. From there, he had to move back to Georgia, and he worked at a Wendy's with his mom. Said it was really hard because I'd been playing football since I was five. And uh, just to uh, have a tremendous love for this game, football is a safe haven. I didn't have the best home life. So when I'm going through uh, family issues or whatever I was going through, when I got to the field, it was my safe haven. I was like, man, this is tough, not actually being able to play football for the first time in 13 or 14 years. Coming back to Augusta with my associate's degree, still can't get a job. It was like my real life had actually hit me. Nearly losing his football dreams forced Watson to turn things around. About a year after he left USC, he had things straight enough to commit to Washington State. He was a straight-A student, earned the associate's degree that allowed him to enter his new school. Despite uh, turning heads of the, ca- uh, the scouting combine uh, and his pro day, Watson uh, had to wait until the 26th pick in the seventh and final round of the draft for his name to be called. In his first NFL preseason, Watson transcended his draft status, allowing three catches on 10 targets. For 24 yards, 15 yards after the catch, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And then last night happened. Last night was his uh, Jerry Maguire moment. I think you can understand why this, uh, this hits me.
And here's another interesting story. Ray Russell, 49 years old. North Dakota man, was a member of the North Dakota National Guard. Decided he'd try something new for a change. He decided to be a walk-on freshman playing college football. The Wildcats of North Dakota State College of Science, Wapaton, North Dakota, about an hour south of Fargo. He uh, spoke to head coach Eric Eisendorf, who's one year younger than uh, Ray. And here is... uh, Here's Ray's story. Let me find it here. Here's, here is Ray's story. I want to live life. I, I'd re, if I had the chance and I didn't take it, I would regret it. Um, I had the chance, and I'm taking it, and I'm living life to the fullest. And I'm having a blast out here with everybody all, out here playing with these young kids and actually being able to keep up, surprising myself a lot. So There you go. I really thought it was uh, important to bring these stories to you today uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, many of us are suffering, and um, many of us are wondering about our lives. We, we've gone through this uh, horrendous uh, uh, nonsense with regard to COVID. It caused many to lose their lives, uh, lose their jobs, uh, uh, have their businesses shut down, and many of us are still picking up pieces with regard to that. And I just want you to know, because I've seen the bottom, and if you are looking at it right now, just realize that uh, great things are there. You just have to find them within you. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. Come back with more of the news of the day. I have much to say about that on this Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. Opens that door. Chargers go without a huddle again. Right side try intercepted on the left side. Picked off at the goal line at the 25-yard line. Picked off by Watson. Watson could go all the way. The seventh-round pick, 20, 15, 10, 5. Jalen Watson cooking hamburgers in Augusta, Georgia. Then he went to Wazoo, and now he gets a 100-yard pick six for a touchdown. That is fantastic. I, I just I love it, love it, love it. And I, my first thought last night is seventh round draft pick 22 players in like the the last guy picked right and then he had his jerry Maguire moment last night and my first thought was man you better get a new contract i mean post haste all right let's go to chris in virginia hello there chris welcome to the rob carson show good friday to you what's up hey rob how you doing your show is a case of dynamite and you're the blasting cap man <laughs> go ahead hey Second thing is that your monologue and we're talking about part of your life story is really inspiring. I've been lower than whale crap myself, and I'm 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 on the way back, so I'm good. Yeah, and yeah. I appreciate it. You bet. More than you know. Yeah. Well, it's. Rob, uh, to, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the Mar-a-Lago. I haven't heard this anywhere, so if you have, yeah, I apologize. But uh, sure. me, the June visit by the FBI was reconnaissance, and. Uh, giving trouble's false sense of security, or at least that was the intent. Don't know about the person doing it, but that was sure. the plan behind it, I believe. And yeah. as far as the timing of the raid, remember the FBI was under pressure to get to get something done on this. But I believe they waited till after Trump's 
Saturday night CPAC speech they thought he was going to announce, and they said, oh, it would be great timing to, to mess him up on Monday after yeah. he's announced. Yeah. Well, Chris, you know it's really, uh, uh, really f- interesting. I mean, it's all just a, just a giant cluster bleep, uh, you know, Charlie Fro- Foxtrot. Um, but uh, the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the media fell for it again. Uh, you know, Donald Trump was tried twice with uh, two impeachments that were fake, and they've been on him ever since. They picked apart his family his entire life, and every time they say we've got something, we've got something, it falls flat on its face. Now the news media, like Joe Scarborough, who's a complete moron, he should not have a job at all. He makes like $20 million, he gets everything wrong. He literally is like, oh yeah, nuclear secrets, crosses his arm, pitches it, oh yeah, it's nuclear secrets. Well, you know, no, not nuclear secrets. Well, confidential documents. Well, that, that wasn't true either. At this point, there's so much egg on the face of people like Joe Scarborough. Uh, you know, it would be the most awful omelet you ever had in your life because it's full of crap. Go ahead. Exactly. I'm loving it. <laughs> I do too, and, and they're getting, and I, I, you know, I want them to feel shame, but the problem is, Chris, they won't feel shame. They, they're not capable of feeling shame. They'll just divert and, and move on. But we have a victory. We are getting victories every single time, Chris. You know why? Because we're good people. And they're not. Right. It's and fairly obvious. And everything they do. All right, brother. Well, have a glorious weekend. I'm glad you're on the road to coming back, my friend. Uh, every, it, the, anything is possible, my friend. Anything is possible. I yes, appreciate sir. it. Let's Thank go to Jason. Inspiring. Love the Thank, show. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Jason in Idaho. How you doing there, Jason? Welcome to the show. What's going on your mind today? Well, uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, our supposed, I use the term loosely, quote-unquote leaders. They are not, you know, we keep using that term, we are electing our leaders. They are not leaders. It even states so in the Constitution. They are uh, representatives or servants. We elect them not to serve us, that serve at our pleasure. You know, and there's a... The reference that they use, is, you know, saying that we're they're supposed to be better men is because they are supposed to, you know, after having their career, then they go into a life of servitude, kind of like Rand Paul. He's a great example of yeah. someone that saw it as a, a public service. He was an ophthalmologist. Oh, yeah. We weren't have a Congress and Senate full of lawyers and politicians. As a matter of fact, the 1911 uh, Unabridged Webster's Dictionary uh, yeah. definition of the word politician is a professional liar. Why do we <laughs> Because they lie and then they get into office. They lie to get into office, Jason. That's the problem. It's It's been a way of, uh, of life for the Democrat Party. They've even tried to run candidates who said that they were uh, Republican I- as Republicans so they could you know get into office to begin lying. Yeah, I think we're at a point, Jason. I mean, do, do you have a, just a feeling in your gut after the amount of time you've had on this planet that we really are at a point that uh, and, and it's not make or break because we're not going to let it break. We're not going to let this country fall. But I, I do believe we are at a point uh, that we are ready to cast off all of the nonsense that is only intensified from the left in the last five or six years. Your thoughts on it, my friend? Oh, I, I definitely think so. You know, being up here in, in uh, northern Idaho, you know, of course, Ooh. I'm surrounded by a lot of very red people, a very conservative place where I drive around seeing flags that say F Joe Biden all the time. Um, <laughs> yes. But, you know, that nevertheless, you know, we need to stop treating them like they're leaders, treating yeah. them like they're royalty. You know, yep. Congress, the House of Representatives, the actual building should not be so posh and flush. You know, yep. give them a warehouse with the folding chairs and table. Yep. You know, they do not need all the, the pomp and circumstance that you would afford like the British royalty. You yep. know, if they want that, 
moved to Britain. That's why we exactly. got rid of them in the first place. Jason, you're right. I mean, we, we have, and, and literally, I've said we have a ruling class. It's not, it's not a representative class. It is a ruling class. And they moved to Washington, D.C. to spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. And we're about done. We are about done. And if you look at, look at the number of people who are uh, in Congress who have been in there forever. I don't know. Let me search. I got a story here about the number of people in the Congress who have been there. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to find it. Um, the 70 year olds, 80, uh, 80 year olds in Congress, and they, they're there. They're there to rule until death, essentially. And I just think we're, uh, we're at the point where we're kind of done with it. We have a lot of hills to climb because there's a lot of money coming in. You know what? The big thing with all of these, uh, races around the country for Congress and for Senate, when it pits a really piss poor, uh, Democrat like John Fetterman in the, uh, in the race against Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, uh, they're, they're just opting not to debate at all, Jason. The, they just think that the the money and the press coverage is going to be enough to sweep them into office and leave the MAGA candidate behind. And I, I don't think that's going to happen, Jason. Your thoughts real quick. I agree. Uh, I do have a suggestion for a what? potential help for solution. That what? Is stop electing anybody that is a lawyer. One of the very first plots that a <laughs> lawyer has to take is suspension of ethics. And then... Yeah, yeah. That they... As soon as they get into politics, they use that very same lesson in their, uh, you know, trying to be a politician and and do things yeah. for the people. All right. Guess, but. All right, Jason, we got to run, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate your phone call. I got some great audio from uh, Rand Paul on Newsmax. You kind of wonder why they uh, went with all these boosters and all of these uh, vaccine shots. Well, it looks like a lot of people in the CDC and the NIH got paid. We'll share that coming up on the other side of this. It's the Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. So uh, I put up the video of uh, my talk about Jalen Watson, the Kansas City Chief who was drafted in the seventh round, 22nd pick, uh, almost the last guy chosen. And last night after uh, having to literally return to Georgia and work at a Wendy's, he got his shot and, uh, and he did a 100-yard run uh, with the ball back, intercepted pass. And had a Jerry Maguire moment. If you are uh, experiencing trouble in your life, you just want to need, uh, you want some sort of a, an inspiration. I think you'll enjoy it. I put it up on my Rumble channel. It's at uh, Rob Carson Show Rumble channel. You see the video of uh, me in the studio and, and telling the story. And uh, I had the video associated with it as well. So just go to uh, Rumble Rob Carson Show. Uh, real quick, a septuagenarian spike in the Congress. The number of Congress in uh, number of lawmakers in Congress over, uh, excuse me, aged over seventy has jumped over eight percent uh, to twenty three percent in 20 years they're clinging to power longer senators average 64 years old while white house members or house members i should say are 58 so i'm not even as old as those people yet can you believe that that's crazy top three house democrats over 80 nancy pelosi james clyburn steny hoyer chuck grassley diane feinstein show no signs of wanting to retire I, I don't think uh, Diane Feinstein has, has uh, signs that she could feed herself despite being close to 90 years old and step down over their age. This is all uh, about ego. It's not about serving the people. Diane Feinstein hasn't served anybody. She's not doing a good job. Her uh, district is in shambles. It's about ego. It's about money. It's about power. It's about influence. All of those people essentially are all 
filthy rich and became very filthy rich as members of uh, of the House or uh, or the Senate. That's just the way it is. But I think those days, hopefully, are uh, are over. Hey, let's talk about uh, the green uh, climate change um, uh, nonsense. Let's do that. It's our brand new uh, Green New Deal theme song. Jim Gossett singing, everybody. Green New Deal is a total scam. Bop, Taxpayers, it is gonna slam. Bop, bop. It's... Just a giant money grab. Bankrupt the country while we all pay the tab. Take it away, Keep Bernie. Eating. Electric cars you can't afford to drive. Economy will fight to stay alive. Destruction will be far and wide. We'll be suffering because Joe Manchin lied. <laughs> Windmills can't drill. Nope, nope. EVs. <laughs> How did it pass? Goodbye, cars with gas. Green New Deal is a joke. So um, this is this is pretty funny. Uh, Joe Biden's three point eight million dollar Delaware holiday home because he has a three point eight million dollar holiday home. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if he even had a a point eight dollar house? Anyway, so Joe Biden's $3.8 million Delaware holiday home will be flooded within five years. Experts say, I don't, it doesn't quote any experts, but experts say 98% chance that his six-bed mansion will be underwater by 2027 because of surging sea levels. President Joe Biden's Delaware vacation home is located within FEMA's special flood hazard area. By the way, FEMA's being used as a political tool. They're trying to forecast, you know, these horrible floods that are coming. They literally are trying to, uh, to say that because there are models, uh, there are some models that say that there will be flooding here, then FEMA can take over and say, oh, yeah, now there's suddenly disaster areas, even though a flood only happens every 100 years. There's a thing called a floodplain. I don't know if you knew this. It's where it floods. Uh, if you live on a big hill and you're not near the water, uh, you're not in a floodplain. Thought you should know that. Yeah, and and if you live by the ocean, you have no fear of your home being flooded unless there's a hurricane or a major a storm because uh, the polar ice caps are not melting and the uh, the sea the seas are not rising. Uh, Bikini Atoll still still is still there. You don't want to eat the food; it's still contaminated with radiation, but it's still there. Rising sea levels are due to climate change, but the land the house is on is naturally sinking. Every year for 12 years, we went to Ocean City or Rehoboth Beach when I was in Washington, D.C. In those 12 years, which, by the way, is half the time that AOC says is remaining for the planet. I mean, no, we've got nine years left before it's all over. Uh, in the 12 years that I was there, um, uh, beaches are still at the same place they were, and the houses that were on the beach are still above water and in the same places they were, and the water still... Way out there, just way out there. And, and, if, and if, by the way, if it floods in one part of the world, uh, it floods everywhere because it's um, the ocean is the maintained sea level. They call it sea level because sea level maintains sea level around the world. The land doesn't raise and lower unless there's an earthquake, but the sea level remains constant. So anyway, uh, research nonprofit Climate Central, they came up with this. They know what they're talking about. They say up to $35 billion in real estate could be underwater by 2050 due to rising sea levels. And they've been wrong about everything. Why not trust them this time? The projected sea level increase would be felt in a range of places, including the Hamptons. Oh, no. <gasps> no. Next, they'll say, 
that the poor people of Martha's Vineyard who endured 24 hours with 50 illegal aliens from Venezuela, they could go through this. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, so uh, anyway, beach towns in New Jersey, uh, coastal areas in uh, Los Angeles, uh, and, of course, uh, Joe Biden's uh, glorious $3.8 million vacation home. Uh, so that's, uh, that's what they're saying. They're saying that. And the uh, Intergovernmental uh, pan- Panel on Climate Control, the IPCC, warns it will continue to rise uh, over the next century, and uh, flowing water will eventually overtake its coastal areas, eventually. I mean, it hasn't happened, and they've been wrong about everything, but this time it's probably going to happen. So I thought you should know about that. Also, uh, I live in Tornado Alley, and I've been there for I've been here for seven years. And um, in the seven years that I've been in Kansas, on the Kansas side of Kansas City, um, the last major tornado in the area was Joplin. And that was about a decade ago. And we have not had a tornado this year. They had a very, very low, slow tornado season in the last at least five years in the Midwest. But yeah, but Tornado Alley has moved. It's in Kansas, or it's in Kentucky now. No, it's not. You're high. You are completely high if you believe that. And all of the uh, oh, and by the way, uh, they haven't even had any named storms this uh, hurricane season. I don't know if you knew that. No, no named storms or hurricane season because we haven't had a big hurricane season in a long time. There was a super, super storm, Sandy. And it really wasn't even that big a deal compared to Katrina and Andrew and those. The weather's getting better, actually. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that way. But please, everybody panic. See, that's what they, they have. Uh, it's like the, using the masks when, when masks don't work for a, uh, for a, uh, a pandemic that is uh, about the same death rate as flu. About the same death rate as flu. You know. And, uh, and uh, the, the, uh, the, the government... Uh, and others, uh, they used the pandemic to uh, to steal election, to uh, change the voting uh, of of the American people, to shut down schools, destroy businesses. Here's something I was thinking about last night. When you think about uh, those who were um, fired from uh, uh, public safety, uh, firefighters, um, police officers, Navy SEALs, uh, Army, um, all of those folks, uh, the ones who refuse the vaccine largely uh, religious grounds and uh, with religious grounds comes other things including um, politically uh, being conservative um, and they were purged and they were purged and then Joe Biden decided to add 87,000 IRS agents while he was on vacation and they're going to be well-armed, as with so many other agencies. DHS had a one, uh, 1.5 billion rounds of ammunition while, while, um, while uh, Barack Obama was president. Even NASA has a, a budget for guns and ammo of like 400 grand. I saw that last night. So that's, uh, that's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all, that's what it's all about. Left wing. Left wing. Uh, let me see if I've got the, uh, hold on one second. I knew I have the, the audio from Rand Paul. I want to share this. Uh, this is Rand Paul last night. Uh, he had uh, Anthony Fauci yesterday on the stand in uh, Washington, D.C., talking about uh, COVID. And uh, one thing that Anthony Fauci is refusing to say is how many people in his agency, the CDC, NIH, uh, HHS, made lots and lots of money uh, by do- diagnosing COVID. 
by diagnosing COVID. And um, it's interesting because I, I said this, uh, the, the previous uh, CDC director, Robert Redfield, when he was still in office, said that the government had uh, provided a perverse incentive to diagnose COVID, and that was, that was actually monetary. But here is the exchange yesterday. Here is, or here is uh, Rand Paul yesterday talking on Newsmax about a lot of people making a lot of money and not admitting that they made a lot of money during the pandemic. We've been asking you, and you refuse to answer whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I asked you last time, and what was your response? We don't have to tell you. We've demanded them through Freedom of Information Act, and what have you said? We're not going to tell you. But I tell you this, when we get in charge, we're going to change the rules, and you will have to divulge where you get your royalties from, from what companies, and if anybody on the committee has a conflict of interest, we're going to learn about it. I promise you that. Yeah, a promise made there. Uh, Senator, do you believe do you have reason to believe that anyone on these committees, including Dr. Fauci himself, may have received some sort of um, or have some sort of conflicts of interest or have now I want you to listen to these numbers. They're pretty uh, they're pretty important have received royalties. First of all, what we know is that they have not voluntarily told us anything through Freedom of Information Act, which is having a judge force them And through a third party asking, we've discovered that 1,800 NIH scientists have received 193 million. 1,800, 190. I'm going to do the math on this. 1,800. That's quite a bit of money. 1,800 doctors, 193 million. But we don't know what companies. And we don't know which individuals got how much from each company. So this isn't just about Dr. Fauci. He's actually not on the committees I'm interested in, although he does have a great deal of power. And I would think that we would want to know who he gets his royalties from. But the doctors on the committee, imagine this. Imagine that your local school board was ordering textbooks and a local school board member was the manufacturer of the textbooks. You think that person wouldn't have to reveal to the school board that they had a copy? Yeah, yeah. So um, it, maybe my math is wrong. I'm, not, I'm terrible with math. Uh, $193 million by 1,800 uh, government bureaucrats. The money divided up amongst them. 107000 apiece? 107000 Man, they, the, the price on souls has dropped pretty considerably. Uh, you know, uh, while inflation is going up around the country... Apparently, uh, Washington, D.C. is selling souls pretty cheap, $107,000 a piece. That's kind of interesting. Um, I use the expression uh, fan meat feces, feces meat fan. Um, That's got to happen after November on so many fronts, so many fronts. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's Rob Carson Show about to uh, wrap things up here. By the way, Robert Redfield, the uh, self-described friend of Anthony Fauci and former CDC director, talked to uh, Substack writer Paul D. Thacker about Fauci possibly funding gain-of-fronts research, which is uh, where they take animal viruses and weaponize them in humans, and they uh, make them into viruses that kill lots and lots of people. He said the potential for conspiracy is really on, their, on the other side. The conspiracy is Collins, Fauci, and the established scientific community that has acted in an antithetical way to science. 
Redfield reportedly very concerned when the uh, at at the outset of the Fauci of the pandemic, Fauci promoted theories that the pandemic originated in a Chinese wet market and dismissed theories that it originated in a lab in Wuhan, China. Then we find out that Anthony Fauci, working with uh, uh, social media, flagged posts that uh, attempted to investigate this, and that uh, Joe Biden, when he entered office, said he was going to do a ninety day uh, investigation, find out the origins, and it was inconclusive. You know why? Because he didn't bother to investigate it at all. Because everybody knows about it. There's going to come out. Redfield. I told Tony that I'm very concerned that he was championing, championing this theory that it came from animals, but there is another theory that it came from a lab. NIH Principal Deputy Lawrence uh, Tabak admitted that the NIH, where Fauci worked, funded gain-of-function research in China. How many things has the government and the powers that be said in the last two years and called disinformation and misinformation? And each one of them are falling as don- uh, like dominoes, as we discover. Russia collusion was a, was a fake. The FBI was involved. The FBI was involved with Hillary Clinton and a Russian national and an English national. And they came up with a dirty dossier because they wanted dirt on Donald Trump. And they fired the guy who originally authored the, uh, the dirty dossier back in 2016 uh, and uh, Christopher Steele. And they rehired a Soviet, a Russian a Russian intelligence offer to carry the mantle for three years of disinformation to try and throw the election for Hillary Clinton in 2016, but it didn't work. She got her very substantive rear end kicked. But the FBI wasn't done. Donald Trump was impeached twice. One time he was was impeached on a hearsay evidence from a phone call to the president of Ukraine. Kind of makes you wonder if the FBI might have been listening to that phone call because they went to the FISA court and got warrants to surveil using the dossier. And then he was impeached after he left office. And the Democrats have come up empty every single step of the way. And the FBI has never given up. And they most recently raided Mar-a-Lago in an absolutely unprecedented fashion. That will ultimately be another domino that falls. And I have been saying from the get-go, we have to be vigilant in this election. We have to take back both houses of Congress. And then we have to bring hell to their doorstep. I, uh, I'm going to put up this story of Jalen Watson from last night. I have put it up on my Rumble channel. He's the Kansas City Chief who was picked 22nd in the seventh round and uh, had worked at a Wendy's with his mom, and he went back and he tried out and he got in, and last night he returned a, uh, an interception for almost 100 yards, and he had his Jerry Maguire moment last night, and it was outstanding. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a Chiefs fan and I live in Kansas City. It just reminded me of the story of... Uh, of uh, Kurt Warren, who years ago, he was working in a grocery store at a Hy-Vee in Iowa. And he, he got drafted, and he, and he played for the Rams in St. Louis. And he won the world championship. He won the Super Bowl after bagging groceries at a Hy-Vee. It's pretty cool. If you're, uh, if you're planning on bike riding or working out this weekend, this is one song. I'm going to play a little bit of this song. It's Eminem. It's Lose Yourself. And I'm not a rap guy, but let's just listen to this real quick and then add it to your uh, your iPod if you haven't. I've been listening to it for uh, 18 years.
I never thought that those words from a rapper could mean so much. You only got one shot. Let's take a break, come back, and wrap things up in just a moment. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's The Rob Carson Show. He's gotten me to the point I'm like a snail. I've got to formulate a plot or end up in jail a shot. Success is my only option. Failure's not. Mama, love you, but this trail has Come on. got to go. I cannot grow old in Salem's lot. One shot. Oh, it's my shot. Feet fail me now. Come on. This may be the only opportunity that I got. You better You only got one shot. You only got one shot. Make the most of it. We've got one shot on November the 8th. Wow, what an incredible segue that was to turn the country around. I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to do it. Democrats, Republicans, you liberals. I've broken bread with liberals my entire life. You know, let's let's bring the country together that we can solve the, the differences we have, but we don't need to become Venezuela or Cuba. All right. If you get a chance, watch my TV show this weekend. Rob Carson's What in the World? Go to NewsmaxTV.com for uh, all of the listings. In the meantime, have a glorious weekend. God bless you, our first responders, our military, the unborn. And until Monday, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.